It's Jesse. If you're hearing this, that means my limited edition capsule collection for Joe Fresh is out now. <laughs> In select stores and at joefresh.com, I designed matching pieces for the entire family in a really fun, bold checkerboard print, including a baby romper, toddler and kids dress, a kids t-shirt and short set, a shirt for men, and the cutest women's linen short set that you will live in all summer long. Every piece is under $35 and warning, you will get compliments wherever you go. Shop it now before it's gone. This week on Phone a Friend. What do Kiki Palmer's baby daddy Jonah Hill and Nick Lachey have in common? Men are pigs. Men are pigs. Ryan Gosling is not a pig. He's shirtless and singing. And I call world-renowned Bob the Drag Queen just before he was supposed to go on tour with Madonna to find out anything I could about Madonna. I don't want to go on a limb and speak for her, but I, but I do think that she has received a lot of criticism. Oh, and he drags queens or princesses. Hope Meghan and Harry aren't listening because we're back, baby. F*** it, let's do it live. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Crookshank and I have missed you. I'm trying to convey like warm embrace energy with my voice because truly, I honestly like I didn't know how much I loved doing this show until I didn't do it. There was a gaping hole in my heart for you, phonies. And you, Jason, my producer. Hi. 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 Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ugh, I miss that voice, that sultry vocal with a slight zoom echo of yours, Jason. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Here it is. And hey, if you missed me, phonies, phone of friends, we're still on the fence about that. You can still get tickets to see Phone a Friend live at Just for Laughs on July 29th. I'm going to put the link to tickets in the description of this episode. Um, 
Jay, did you have a good little break from me? I had a good break. Yeah, it was like a nice recharge. Oh, that's good. Yeah, did like caught up on life things. Nothing too exciting, just... uh you know, the basics. Right. Everybody needs a week to just do the basics. I should say the same. I did not do anything extravagant. It was just like a very low-key family week. The boys just learned how to swim. Thank you so much. They're almost six. I don't, it's not, <laughs> but it's, it's like we're at like a point where it's, they cannot fit floaties anymore. So we had to handle that. But so we did a lot of like public pools. We did the beach. We went to stay with my dad who lives in San Diego for a couple of days, mostly just because it's like close and easy and feels like a getaway. And after a day of taking all three of my children to my dad's local YMCA pool because he gets a senior's discount, I happened to open my Instagram page that night and it sent me into such a dark spiral, Jason, that I now feel the need to share a public service announcement about Midsummer FOMO. Have you found yourself scrolling through Instagram, looking at other people's lavish vacation photos while you sit in your backyard with two kids screaming in an inflatable pool and sweat in your folds? Have you spent hours watching reels of other people's spa retreats in Montana, family trips to Hawaii, outfits from the Renaissance Tour, while your only summer plans are to make it to September alive? If so, you may be experiencing midsummer FOMO. And this is a friendly reminder that when it comes to summer plans, what works for someone else might not work for you. Sure, that influencer looks like she's having fun meditating cliffside at the Grand Canyon, but if I were there, I'd spend all day making sure my three insane kids didn't climb off the side and plummet to their death. Yes, the crystal blue waters of the Bahamas look nice on that white girl's feet, but the public pool at the YMCA has its perks too like hand, foot, and mouth disease. So do what works for your budget, your family, your kids, your job, your life. And remember, you don't need lavish vacations, white sands, or Beyonce to make summer memories. You can make your own summer memories that are free. And those rich motherfuckers probably didn't have that good a time anyway. This has been a PSA about Midsummer FOMO. Thank you. Did you need that, Jay? That, did you need to hear I that? I did. That was strong. Thank you. You're so welcome. Everybody on my Instagram, I was thinking this the other day. I'm <sighs> like, no one works. No one and works. Everyone, everyone's an alcoholic <laughs> on my Instagram. Absolutely. Drinking Monday through Sunday. Absolutely. They don't work. Working. And yet they're front row at eras in and at Renaissance in Spain. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I Maybe I follow the wrong people. Me too. And I'm just saying, like, this is this is where we're at in my life. This 4th of July, everybody was doing, like, big, I don't know, 4th of July things. We went to our friend's house, who lives deep in the valley. And we let the boys stay up until 9 p.m. We all climbed up on our friend's roof to watch the fireworks. My kids, like, could not believe it. And that was a core memory right there. They will remember sitting on that hot sticky roof with their literal lives at risk more than they would ever remember, you know, a lavish retreat in Sedona. So I just feel like make memories where you can. And if I see one more person post about the boots they wore to Renaissance or the friendship bracelets they got at Eras, I feel like I might climb back up onto that roof just to jump off. <sighs> Bonies, it's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah. 
Or in this case, it's been a two weeks because we must start with Kim Kardashian at the DMV. (laughs) This bitch had the audacity to shut down the DMV with her hair, makeup, and lighting team to take the perfect driver's license photo the week I didn't have a show to talk about it. How dare she... If you missed it, on the Kardashians, Kim went after hours to the DMV with her full glam squad. She brings lighting. She gets to take multiple photos until she's happy with the image. She's like changing the crop, zooming out. Here's what she said about it, in case you missed it. I really just want it to look good. Like, why not bring a light and a glam team? It's definitely crazy, but I don't care. This is the most important photo you'll ever take in your life. Yes, Kim, it is. That's what I said when I went to the DMV in the middle of a humid day with long lines and no hair and makeup and overhead fluorescent lighting and a man named Mr. Crispy, if you recall, took one of the worst photos of me that I've ever taken in my life. Because you know what, Jason? I'm not Kim Kardashian. And you better believe that if I was I, too, would use my power, my money, my fame, my Time Magazine influential billionaire status to take a perfect driver's license photo. Wouldn't you? Oh, 100%. I used to go to this, like, passport guy that would, did the same thing in Toronto. He would, like, let's show you, and you would take pictures over and over until it was perfect. Stop it. You had a guy? Yeah, he's, like, a weird underground guy. You yeah. need to share that information. It's like when we were younger, we all had a guy who would make us fake IDs. And now when we're like elder millennials, we need a guy to let us retake our passport photos. Yeah. Oh, Oh, wow. You always need a guy. Everyone needs a guy. Somewhere on Spadina. He was absolutely located like in the back of like a nail salon somewhere on Spadina. This like obviously like cut out, but he like I'm pretty sure he like photo like retouched as well. No, we're not cutting that out. We're absolutely not cutting that out. That's that's the most important part. Oh, my God. There was like a definitely a glow added. God bless him. I would pay top dollar to be able to Photoshop a driver's license and or passport photo. Top dollar. (laughs) I should say that it was deeply triggering for me to see hundreds of my phonies DMing me Kim's flawless photo when you all know the trauma that I personally had to endure mere weeks ago at the DMV, okay? I think it is a boss move, and I respect the hell out of it. Kim, we applaud you. And we all need to know the name of Jason's passport guy. What's next? What's next? Let's move on to Kiki Palmer. Who we should say we stand here on Phone a Friend. I don't know if if we've ever talked about her, but you should be aware that this is a Kiki Palmer, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Pitbull Positive podcast. Am I missing anyone, Jason? <laughs> I think that's who you covered it. <laughs> and Flo Rida. And, and Flo Rida. Only, only love for Flo Rida. New mom Kiki Palmer did what all new moms deserve to do. She dressed cute and went to see Usher in Vegas. She posted a video of him serenading her at the show. You know, he like picks a celebrity usually and will sing to them. So he's singing to her. She looks incredible. She's wearing this like, it's a black thong bodysuit. It's a sheer Givenchy dress over talk, which I would like to note has a mock neck. Okay. Yes, it is sheer. But compared to some of these girls out there in Vegas, she is covered up. But her boyfriend, 
and father of her baby, Darius Jackson, had the audacity to comment. It's the outfit, though. You a mom. I'm sorry. Did you hear that? Was that that? That was the sound of my blood boiling. But, oh, sorry, wait. He wasn't finished tearing down the mother of his child on social media yet. He doubled down and tweeted. I'm going to quote. We live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others. This is my family. I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. Standards and morals. Um, sorry, is that what the kids are calling insecurities? Is that because I'm just trying to keep up? And this fool is a fitness instructor who runs a Philadelphia Eagles stan account for a living, I believe, who is clearly feeling a little jealous of his super famous, successful, beloved girlfriend looking hot and getting attention from Usher. And instead of, like, talking to her about it face to face, he publicly mom shamed her on Twitter. He didn't even have the class to do it on threads. I don't even know what Threads is, by the way, Jason. I took like two days off and I looked up and there was a whole other platform. Are you on Threads? Uh, uh, yeah, I've, I, yeah, I like signed up for it. I haven't threaded yet or if that's even a Is thing. that a thing? Threaded? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't Tweeted, threaded. threaded yet. Who knows? Listen, <laughs> I'm not on Threads. I'll report back. But now I feel if Jason's on it, I have to be on it. Okay, also... I'm not finished tearing into this man because I just feel like the idea of a man telling a woman that he cannot wear something because she's a mom, that is the literal definition of misogyny. He should be so lucky to have the, quote, wife and mother to his kids showcase booty cheeks. Okay, Darius, you should be so lucky to be with a woman who feels that good about herself, that confident in her own skin, especially four months postpartum. You have no idea how lucky you are after everything she's gone through in pushing your baby out of her body. She gets to choose how she feels about that body, how she treats that body, and how she dresses that body. I rest my case. Thread that. Oh, and I will say it's unclear if they're still together, but he did delete all of the pictures of her off of his social media. They no longer follow each other on Instagram. And she just dropped scandal-related merch that says, I'm a mother. I love that. Which really is giving Ariana Maddox energy right there. You know what they say, when life gives you lemons, make merch. Ugh, men are pigs. Men are pigs. I know, Romy. What's next? What's next? In more Men Are Pigs news. Men are pigs. New dad Jonah Hill has been called an emotionally abusive misogynist by his ex-girlfriend, Sarah Millar, who's been sharing private text messages that he sent her during the course of their relationship, which was from like 2021 to 2022. So on the one hand, at least he wasn't tweeting. On the other hand... I just want to say these are private text messages that she is posting publicly, but I think, I hope that she's sharing them to show other women what a controlling boyfriend looks like. So in some of the text exchanges, 
Jonah Hill tells her to take down pictures of herself on Instagram where she's surfing in a bathing suit. And I should mention, she is a semi-pro surfer. He knew that when he dated her. It's probably one of the reasons he pursued her and wanted to date her. And now he's telling her to take down any pictures or videos, especially where, quote, her ass is in a thong. Which is just like, Jason, this is classic pursue the badass because she's a badass and then try to stop her from being a badass behavior. You know? Mm-hmm. Men are pigs. Men are pigs. Then she shared a text message from Jonah Hill, who I should say has been very open about his mental health. I think that's something that people have really loved about him in the past few years. He's talked about his relationship with his body. His most recent project was a Netflix documentary about his therapist. Well, he turns that therapy speak on her and writes, if you need, this is a list he texts her, surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, I am not the right partner for you. These are my boundaries for romantic partnership. (laughs) Like, these are not boundaries, homie. These are your attempt to control someone else's autonomy. You know? Surfing with men. Were you surprised? Yeah, it's just bonkers to me. (laughs) Doesn't make any... The list is just so... Off base. It feels like it's from another time. I mean, this is not how you can speak to women. No. How anyone should speak to women. It's bizarre. And it's all couched in like this therapy speak, you know, my boundaries. Like it's 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 really problematic. And I should say she shared and I think is still like as we speak sharing many more problematic messages from him, which I don't feel like I want to get into because... I do feel like the violation of his privacy gets a bit murky. You know, these are private text messages that she is sharing publicly. So I feel a bit weird about that. That said, somebody else has come out and said that when she was an actress, when she was 16 years old, he kissed her at a party without her consent. So like, it does feel like things are starting to come out of the woodwork. And it's because this woman, Sarah Millar, had the courage to post what she has been posting. So there is that. I just feel a bit weird about going deep into it. Also, because I know Jonah Hill. I have his number in my phone. He gave it to me when I went on set of the movie Superbad. So Seth Rogen and his writing partner, Evan Goldberg, who wrote Superbad together, we all went to high school together. We were like close in high school. They literally started writing that movie when we were in like a grade 11, I want to say. I would be like, Seth, Evan, we're going to go get Slurpees at Sev. And they'd be sitting against their lockers like, oh, sorry, we're, we're writing a movie. And I was like, okay, good luck, losers. Like, <laughs> anyway. Oops. oops. <laughs> okay. I was hanging outside of a 7-Eleven and they were writing a blockbuster film called Superbad. And years later... When I was at MTV, they invited me to come on set, mostly just because we were friends and I was single at the time. And so after I interviewed Jonah Hill, who was, by the way, in full super bad costume. Can you visualize that, Jason? Like the 70s? Yeah, for the interview? For the interview. Yeah, because they were literally like filming. I watched them film scenes from the movie. Oh, true. He's in the plaid pants. Okay, cool. He's in the 70s shirt. He has like the big curly hair. After the interview, he's like chain smoking between interview questions and he asks me for my number. 
and asked if I wanted to hang out later. And because nobody ever asked for my number, I was like, um, oh, okay. And I gave it to him. (laughs) And then I asked Evan and Seth before I leave set, I was like, should I do something with him later? And they're like, totally. He's nice. He's funny. Do it. So we meet up at a concert that night. It was in LA. It was on Sunset Boulevard. I was like, I'm going to this concert with this guy I met on a movie set. Like, look at me. I think you, I want to say he invited me to come over after. I said, no, I had an early flight. Nothing happened. I went back to Toronto. We texted for a while. I think I texted him when I was in town a few times. We've seen each other at events or like with Seth and Evan since, but that was it. The romance did not blossom or flourish. And now I'm so grateful that it didn't because I would have had to take down all the videos of me (laughs) surfing in a thong. (laughs) <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to model. No, I would not have been able to model <laughs> or be friends with you because this right. is a boundaryless friendship, Jason. It oh, is wow. Boundaryless and inappropriate. Men are pigs. Men are pigs. What's next? What's next? I'm nervous. Is it more men are pigs? Oh, it kind of is. You know what? And while we're in the early 2000s with Superbad, <laughs> let's just stay there. Let's just bask in this boundaryless time. Did you know, fun fact, that Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey are back? They're back. Like clips of their reality show, The Newlyweds, are now resurfacing on TikTok and kids are discovering it for the first time, which is easy to do because trigger warning, That show came out over 20 years ago. I don't think that was air horn worthy. It was more like a... (laughs) That's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. And let me tell you, elder millennials, the kids of TikTok are shocked by how badly Nick used to treat Jessica. The woke kids of TikTok are pissed. Because think about it. The whole brand of the show was that Jessica was like dumb and ditzy while Nick was the strong, tolerant man who somehow put up with all of her antics. Wasn't it supposed to be, Jason, like a Lucy and Desi dynamic? Yeah. Like the silly woman with the man who puts up with it all. Put up with it is kind of a nice way to put it. For example... There's an episode where Jessica says she didn't like the way Nick decorated the home office. And this is his response. Anyway, since you don't agree with anything I ever say, let's just go downstairs. I still love you. I still love you in spite of what? You're decorating. Well, then you get off your ass and do it. All you do is come home and bitch about it. I'm not bitching. You're bitchy about it. You come in and you say little comments. You bitch because it's so cluttered and everything and there's everywhere. And then when I put it somewhere, you bitch about where I put it. I don't know. It's just a lot of bitches for a husband to say to a wife, but it continues. There's always something wrong with whatever I do. There's Baby, always something would wrong you with stop it. saying no? God. Brat. I'm not a brat. You're a spoiled brat. I am not. I'm a nice girl. You're a bratty girl. I hate you right now. Good. Go away. Leave me alone. I didn't think about that, that, that it's like newlyweds. Yes. 
the whole purpose like of the show six months in i know was like look <laughs> he's at calling these, her a bitch he's calling her a bitch a spoiled brat like the whole premise of the show was that this was this these newlyweds this perfect couple they were in love this decorating their first home right and he's like what we might consider emotionally abusing her in 2023 and yeah. in fairness jokes on him because her taste in decor got her a gig as an influencer for Pottery Barn. So, (laughs) I don't know. I think you were really shocked by this, right? Yeah. Just seeing the old clips, it was like, it was just really sad to see the way he would speak to her and she would just sort of like put her, like hug hug her knees and she seemed so childish almost. It was like a parent yelling at a kid. It was weird. It's weird. And think about us watching it. We're all like, what a dynamic duo. (laughs) And it's a good thing she's hot. You know, like that was the thinking around that relationship. And I just feel like it's like if this is how he's speaking to her on camera, imagine what he's saying to her off camera. Like he was a little too comfortable talking to her this way. And she, yeah, like she's just left sort of apologizing for herself, which feels so 2003. In 2023, famous women don't apologize to men who treat them badly. They make merch. Right. Okay? (laughs) Jess would absolutely drop a cork wedge or a fringe bag that said spoiled brat and just cash out, you know? (laughs) I hope she's listening. I hope it's, listen... There's better late than never. She loves a cork wedge. She loves, no one loves a cork wedge more than Jessica Simpson. What is, why you, am I picturing that perfectly, though? If you want a cork wedge, <laughs> just jessicasimpson.com, okay? Jessica Simpson or like DSW <laughs> is where you can find a cork wedge. And a fringe bag. No one loves a trend from 2000 to 2008 in 2023 more than Jessica Simpson. I said it. And Jessica was asked about Nick's behavior in an interview with Bustle magazine that came out this week. And it should be known she denied using Ozempic. But she did confirm that she's happy to see that people are finally waking up to the way she was treated by him on that show. According to Bustle, she gave a, quote, better late than never shrug to visualize her doing that in the cork wedge (laughs) and said, quote, it's amazing what publicity can do. Implying that those like, you know, bimbo versus perfect man roles were exactly what MTV was trying to portray. And society just kind of went with it. Sadly, Jason, they did not ask her to comment on Northwest slapping her daughter, which is, oh, yeah. which we really, <gasps> I, I wish we had gotten a soundbite there. But I guess, you know, one intrusive question about your family is enough. In conclusion, Jessica Simpson is a billionaire. And Nick Lachey in 2003 reinforces our thesis statement on this episode of Phone a Friend that men are pigs. Men are pigs. It wasn't our plan. I just want to say we did not set out to create a, <laughs> a, a, a men are pigs themed episode. But I think I think we have our title of app. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I look no further. OK, I know we're supposed to move on to our phone a friend, but I do feel like before we do. I just need to cleanse the palate of all these men who are just pigs with a man who is just Ken. Cue Ryan Gosling shirtless in a floor-length fur coat singing I'm Just Ken from what feels like the 75th teaser trailer for the Barbie movie. Because I'm just Ken anywhere else I'd be Ken. Is it my destiny to live? 
Then he hits us with the crescendo. Ryan Gosling dusting off the Mickey Mouse Club vocals and the dance moves from that 1991 talent show video to remind us that most men are not pigs. Some are Ryan Gosling with a tan and a six-pack and a sense of humor and a respect for women. Is it July 21st yet? Because I need to see the movie. Also, it feels like they've been promoting it to me for years. How long is this press tour? Oh, my God. What's next? What's next? Okay, now that we all hate men. <laughs> Jason, do you hate men officially? Hate men. Mm. I'm so pissed about the Kiki Palmer thing. I know, right? Never going to recover from that. It's only fitting now that we talk about one of the most powerful women in the world, Madonna. It goes like Kiki Palmer and then Madonna, in my mind. Because Madonna actually inspired me to call this week's phone a friend, Bob the Drag Queen. So her new tour was supposed to kick off this weekend, featuring Bob the Damn Drag Queen. And I had so many questions about this tour, and while Madonna didn't write me back, Bob the Drag Queen did. So we scheduled a call last week, literally days before he was supposed to hit the road for the Madonna tour. I could not believe he agreed to take the call. Little did we both know, less than an hour after we hung up the phone last week, the announcement came out that Madonna was rushed to the hospital with a bacterial infection. She's apparently okay, but the tour was put on hold and Madonna released an Instagram statement thanking everybody for the positive energy. She said she's on the road to recovery from this illness that we don't know much about. And the new plan is to start the tour in Europe in October and reschedule the North American dates later. So the good news is Madonna's going to be okay and the tour is happening. The bad news is I didn't talk about any of that with Bob the Drag Queen, but I still had so much to cover with him. And so let's phone a friend. Girl... Let's phone a friend. Bob the Drag Queen was the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 8. He's a podcast host, a recording artist, a stand-up comedian, actor, activist, star of HBO's Emmy Award-winning show, We're Here, and, of course, a special guest on Madonna's Celebration Tour. Um, hello. Um, hello, Bob the Drag Queen. How are you? I'm good. I'm Jesse, the millennial mom. That's what oh, I'm going to go with. Nice. I'm Bob the Drag Queen. Yes, you are. Well, how old are you? Technically, I am an elder millennial. But the drag queen really worked better with millennial mom. I had to d eliminate elder just for you. I, too, am a millennial. I'm, I'm in my late 30s. I'm 37 years old. So would you consider that to be an elder millennial as well, Bob? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Um, definitely not a young millennial. No. Definitely not a young millennial. No. I feel like a young millennial is like 32 
years old. For sure. No, I am on the elder scale. You're getting into elder millennial territory, and you're definitely not an elder millennial mom. Is that correct? Yeah, no, I'm a drag mom. Well, yes, and I was hoping you could be, you know, my drag mom for the duration of this call. Would that work for you? You know, being a drag mom does require a lot of um, things, more Ah. than just being a drag mom. So I don't think we have time on this call to put you up in drags and Mm. get you a booking and all that Mm. stuff. Okay, you can't. I can't be your drag daughter over the phone. Copy that. Okay. Well, I appreciate you taking my call because I imagine you're a little busy getting ready for the tour with Madonna. How does a drag queen pack for a world tour with Madonna? Well, I mean, I you know I have to pack two things. I have to pack my own personal items for my own drag and then i also have to pack my personal items for um like my day-to-day life so i i travel with a lot of suitcases but i travel with usually about uh, maybe like four four or five suitcases okay and are there three essentials for traveling with madonna is it like Rosewater, Kabbalah bracelets. Like, what would three necessities be for this tour? I like uh, Red Bulls, makeup wipes, and clean towels. Oh, I love that. Sugar-free Red Bull. Sugar-free Red Bull. Red Bull girl. It's very important to note that there needs to be sugar-free Red Bull. Absolutely. Well, I know that the entire Madonna team is listening to this right now, so we'll make sure that they get that note. Awesome. Um, I have. So many questions about Madonna, your relationship, this tour, but I'm going to save those into the end in hopes that you'll feel comfortable enough to tell me everything you're not supposed to at that point. We'll see. Let's go back to the beginning, Bob. Before Madonna, before we're here, before your stand-up special, your music career, winning RuPaul's Drag Race, all of it. You grew up in the Deep South. You moved to New York City. How did you discover drag and what made you fall in love with it? I've always loved drag since I saw Tu Wong Fu when I was very, very young. But in mm. New York City, I, I got into the idea of like actually doing drag for real after watching season one of RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, I, I, I watched Drag Race and I was like, oh, this looks like so much fun. Then I got on the internet and I Googled where to find drag shows, where to find drag queens. You start doing drag in New York City. What was like the feeling? Because you have said before, when I'm on stage, I'm the most powerful person in the world. Yeah. Why? Well, okay. There, okay. There's a lot of questions about the feeling of doing drag. I mean, there's there's the feeling of like getting dressed in drag and headed to the gig in New York City, which uh-huh. was for me quite terrifying at the time. I mean, to get on the train in full drag for the first time, mm. it feels really scary. You don't know if you're going to be met with opposition. You don't know if you're going to be met with love. You don't know if you're going to be met with. Uh, you don't know what you're going to be met with. So right. it's, it, it really was a scary feeling to leave my house in drag and get on the train that first time. Luckily, I had a friend there with me. So I wasn't doing it alone. Yeah. But then once I got to the venue, once I actually uh-huh. got on the stage, it was a whole different story. I felt the on stage. I felt very powerful. I felt very in charge. I felt adored. I felt um, admiration, adulation. I felt all of those things. Uh. And, you know, I 10 out of 10 recommend it. So you win RuPaul's Drag Race season eight. After- of all people. Of all people, after watching, I would imagine, all seasons leading up to that, as a fan of the show, did anything surprise you in terms of the production when you finally got there? You know... A lot surprises me, like the like the the production, how seriously they take it is really admirable and surprising. You know, you, you, we don't talk to each other offset at all, which I was not prepared for. Nobody, the the contestants don't. 
We don't speak a word to each other off camera. Wow. So that's why all the magic happens on camera. Exactly. And they do that so that you don't miss chunks of the show. So like if if me and Derek Barry get into a fight and then we make up at the hotel and we come back the next day and we're friends, right. then what are you, what is the, what is the audience witnessing? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So we, we don't hang out at the hotel. We don't talk in the van. We don't talk during lunch breaks. Any of that. Wow. You are truly one of the funniest drag queens I've ever seen. You're also oh, a stand-up you. comic. Mm-hmm. You just released a special on your 37th birthday called Woke yes. Man in a Dress. Congratulations. Like, what a birthday present to you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, Woke Man in a Dress. And I'm really, really proud of it. I filmed it at Comedy on State, which is a really remarkable comedy club up in Madison, Wisconsin. I 10 out of 10 recommend you all go watch it. I'm very, very proud of this special. It's honestly me at some, my funniest. If I haven't seen your link, I need to send you a link. It's really, really, I'm really proud Please. of it. Send me a link. I've seen all the clips you've posted, but please send me a link. Because I did two cross-country stand-up tours last Mm -hmm. year. I have been in withdrawal ever since. I feel for me, the crowds, the laughs is some kind of like a sick drug. I'm addicted to getting that affirmation that I'm funny. Do you need that or do you just know? Well, you know, I get a lot of laughter in my day-to-day life as well. I also have a podcast and a YouTube page where people are always commenting, telling me that I'm very funny. But there is something very intoxicating. But I, but I am all, I'm always doing something to quote unquote get that hit. So I'm never really without for too long. But I do believe I do believe there is something to the laughter of a crowd. I mean, it's 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 kind of a sick relationship a performer has with their audience. I know. Um, I don't know how healthy it is, it's <laughs> but not. I know that. Uh, but I know that I I am in this this relationship. But it, but it is also symbiotic, you know. Like yeah. we're each getting something out of it. Hopefully, I mean they're yes. having fun, and I'm having, and I'm and I'm getting a good feeling. Yes. Okay. Please send it to me, or I'll just pay for it on Patreon because like I've been dying to see the whole thing. We need to talk about. The HBO show, We're Here. It is a must watch. In each episode, you and fellow queens Eureka and Shangela travel to small towns. Small towns who have most of the residents probably have never seen drag queens before. You go to spread love, help residents in the community. You put on this big drag show at the end of the week. What was the initial reaction when the show was announced? Well, we are spreading love, but I think that more important than spreading love is that we're spreading truth and Mm. we're letting people tell their truth because, you know, I don't know that the answer, maybe I'm, I'm a little bit more of a radical person. I don't know that the answer to everything in the world is love. Some people are like, it's just love. I think the answer is sometimes it's just exposure and truth. And even if you don't love someone, they still deserve rights. Even if you don't love someone, they still deserve peace. Even if you don't love them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're letting people tell their stories in these towns when they feel like they had, when they feel like they don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm really proud of. We get to help people tell their stories, and they feel voiceless in these communities. They feel like they've been stripped of their opportunity to make themselves known or to let other people in the community know that they're there. And you know, my reaction when I first heard about the show, I was a little bit skeptical because I I was kind of like, well, what is like. What's your objective here? Like, is it going to be like queer people going fix straight people's lives? I don't, I don't want to do that show. Mm. Once I realized that we were definitely going to be telling stories of queer people and um, marginalized communities, then I was like, I'm definitely on board mm. for sure. And can I just say this about the show, Bob, the drag queen, as a woke woman in a dress, 
I am like an ally who lives in my little bubble. But I feel like even I understood queer and trans stories more clearly by watching this show. I mean, I I was weeping through every episode. It's so funny, so touching, so eye-opening. You started season one in 2019. Since then, drag and the queer community has come under attack with bills, with bans, with protests. And going into season three, shooting that, I know you encountered protests, anger, fear from people in these small towns, just about the three of you setting foot in their communities. What do you think the misconceptions are? Like, what are people so afraid of? Well, the real truth is, I think that people who are afraid of drag queens, trans people, and queer people in general are actually afraid of the drag community doing what the Christian community actually does. That's what I really believe. This notion that we're like, that that drag queens are recruiting children and we're not, we're not recruiting anyone. There's enough, we, we have enough drag queens, that we have enough queer people, that we, the queer community is not taking applications at this current <laughs> time. Um, we will review your paperwork, but we're not currently taking any applications. Got it. They're afraid that we're going to, that we're coming for their kids because we did, we got every color in the rainbow. We're slowly coming after every letter in the alphabet. And now they think we're coming for every person on the globe as well. And, you know, if you look at at who's actually indoctrinating children it actually is religion religion literally indoctrinates children it, it, it makes you go to church as a kid whether you want to go or not you're not allowed to offer crit- criticism of it as a child um you know they and also not not to mention you know there's a there's a a, a woman on tiktok who's doing a counter of every person who has been accused of trigger warning to everyone this is your trigger warning mm. Trigger Thank warning. you. Yep. Everyone who is accused of sex crimes against children uh-huh. in the public, in the news, and she's doing counter every single person. And she basically tallies up of those people, how many of them are queer? How many of them are trans? How many of them are drag queens? How many of them are clergy members? And how many of them are politicians? And out of 600 of them, there have been no drag queens, not a single one. Wow. And I want to try to find the clip for you. Too. Yeah, please. We'll find it and we'll play it. In 566 cases over 16 weeks, not a single drag queen. 22% have been church employees, 14% of them pastors, the ones screeching loudest about the drag queens and transgender people. They're the most consistent offenders here, the pastors. Trans folk, again, none this week, and they've represented just three-tenths of 1% of the reports for the 566 cases. These statistics are staggering, which lets me know that anyone out there who's trying to act like what they're what they're trying to do is protect children. Mm -hmm. If you were actually trying to protect children, you you would go where the harm actually is. Meanwhile, you know, the the conservative right is is acting like drag queens and trans people are the ones who are out to get your kids. When the truth is, we know is we have the numbers to prove it. That is so powerful. I got somehow embroiled in this. I, I did a video with talking to kids about what pride means. And somehow I was attacked and called a groomer and people were holding my face up at protests at schools in LA last week. And like, I encountered a lot of scary, bigoted people in my Instagram comments. You come face to face with these people, IRL, on the show, and you try to speak with them and reason with them. How do you do that, Bob? Like, how do you stay calm during these encounters, have they ever cut out scenes where you just lose your damn mind? No, um, you know, I, I stay pretty calm. First of all, I love discourse. Um, so sometimes it's not possible, though. 
I want to uh-huh. say that real quick. Sometimes it's not possible. There's an episode in Jackson where I try to have a conversation with a guy, and in, and instead of engaging in a, in a conversation, he just says stuff like, "You want you like little kids. You want kids to sit on your lap, don't you? You're a pervert, aren't you?" And that's when I realized, oh, this guy doesn't want to have a conversation. He just wants to hurl insults and say his bits and his pieces. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are times in my life when I too want to hurl insults, and sometimes I do. I don't always do it, but sometimes it is where I'm at, and, some, and sometimes it is exactly what I do. Right. Um, but that being said, I think that it is quite clear when you talk to someone, for me anyway, what their intentions are. And sometimes I can just like with that guy, I could just write him off because obviously it's clear that he doesn't have good intentions. He, his intentions were bad from the beginning. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, I, I just can't talk to this person. It's like it's like screaming into the wind. You know yes. what I mean? But yes. then there are times where I talk to someone and they and I can tell that it's actually sinking in. And to those people, I, I, I'm happy to have a conversation. And while we're in the HBO cinematic universe, can I get your thoughts on just like that? Okay, controversial take. I've never seen a single episode of Sex in the City or a single episode of Just Like That. I know. Jesse, the elder millennial, found dead. <laughs> I didn't have HBO growing up or any or Showtime or any um, pay cable channels. So I never I just never watched them growing up. So I'm really late to the and Just Like That game. But my friends all love it. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? You're not late to the purse game. You are a purse forward queen. You have a song called Purse First. Purse first, purse first. Walk into the room, purse first. Purse first, purse first. Walk into the room, purse first. Ow. You are holding a coach purse right now whilst on the phone with me. As a purse expert, have you seen Carrie's divisive pigeon purse? No, I'll, I'll Google it right now, though. Google it right now and give me your thoughts. Carrie Bradshaw, pigeon purse, and just like that. This is really blowing up the internet, and I need to know from Bob the Drag Queen what you think so I can sleep at night. It just looks like she's carrying a pigeon. Yes. A real, a real life pigeon. I would like to see her open the purse. Okay, you need details. I would love to see the purse in action. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It is, it is, it is troublesome to look at this mm. pigeon, this pigeon purse. <laughs> it's it's not fun to watch this pigeon oh, purse, you know. Wow, uh, I was not expecting that take from you. I thought you would be open to embracing the pigeon purse, but it's a little resistance on your end. I mean, would I carry it? No, but I, but I, <laughs> but I, I think it's camp, and I love that she's carrying it. <laughs> We love a camp queen. Between you, Eureka, and Shangelo, who's the Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte? Feel free to throw in a Samantha. Well, I don't watch Sex and City, so I, don't, I can do Golden Girls, but I can't do oh, Sex and City. I've never seen God. the show. Right. Oh, God. Okay. Sorry. You can't even answer the question. I think that Carrie is, well, what is, Carrie is like the, is she like the every man? Like the, she's the, the every, oh, she's like the aspirational every woman. Yes. And then Samantha's like the sex crazed. Okay. Uh, Charlotte's very conservative. And Miranda is a lawyer who is now experimenting with a non-binary person. She's left her man. I'm that one. Okay. (laughs) Whoever whoever is sex crazed is Eureka. Okay. Copy that. And then the one, what was the other one? Not Carrie. Who's the the other one? Charlotte. Charlotte is Shangela. What's up with Charlotte again? Yeah, Charlotte. that's Shangela. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wait, you've talked openly about being in a, a polyamorous relationship. Is that? Well, no, right now. I only I only have one partner now. Uh, okay. We're we're da- we're one down. One down. One to go. No kidding. Um, you know, I'm I'm pansexual and and polyamorous, and I'm I'm very 
that kind of person. I love that. You would be all over Che if you watched and just like that. But please start if with only. season one. I got to start with season one of Sex yes, and the City. Sex and the City. Yeah, you, you're going all the way back to like 2003. Buckle up. My you're gonna God. have time on the road with Madonna, right? Yeah. No? yeah. Okay. When I'm on the when I'm on the bus, I'll just be watching Second City. Absolutely, and just be like, this elder millennial mom told me to watch. She it. said I have to. It's homework. She said I have to. Can we talk about Madonna, please? This is like every entertainer's dream, every young gay man's dream. I would imagine, like you're living it. How did this come to be? Well, I, I hosted Madonna's Pride show last last Pride, and we just hit it off, and, and she loves me. So, you know, here we are. How are you so casual about that, Bob the Drag Queen? I mean, you were, uh, th- that's, been, that's, ins- that's do, do you know how crazy that is? Well, it is crazy. I mean, I guess I've been working with Madonna for, for over a year now. So I guess for me, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's Madonna. Oh, you know? So you hit it off. You're now friends. Do you text? Do you go to her house? Do you go out? Do you know her kids? Like, tell me about, you know, Lourdes. What's up with David? I need to know everything. We don't hang out terribly often. You know, I mean, I'm, I still have my life and she has her life. Uh-huh. Madonna's built her life for, uh, you know, over 60 years before she met me. And I've, and I've been doing, you know, 30 something years of work before mm-hmm. she met me. Um, And so, no, we're not like best, best buddies, but we are friends and we do like each other. <laughs> And when she asks you to open up for her on her tour, your answer is, is it fuck yes? Is it abs? What, what is it? I was really excited. You know, I'm, I was a late. I, I love when I love performing and I, I'm a big fan of, of, of Madonna's work. She's a cultural icon, literally. Literally. Um, and, and I think she's really, really remarkable. I feel very, very lucky to be to be able to be on a tour like this. And I know she feels very lucky to have you. What do you think she sees in you? Well, I think that she thinks that I'm funny and that I'm talented and that I'm hardworking. Yeah. Which I think all scans pretty true for me. Absolutely. What do you think is one thing about Madonna that surprised you the most that would surprise people to know? Madonna in real life. Um, I don't know. I, to be honest, I really wasn't much surprised. She's kind of what you expect in a, in a really wonderful way. Really? Yeah, for me anyway. She feels to me like like she's taken so much criticism her entire career, and she seems to have a real fucking energy. Like, is that really her? She just does not care what people think. I don't want to go on a limb and speak for her, but I, but I do think that um that she has received a lot of criticism for basically everything from having a black Jesus to to just simply aging. Yes. <laughs> people are critiquing her just for the fact that she's aging yes, in a way that they don't that they don't that they don't want her yes. to age. Hmm. You know, she famously said, you know, to age is a sin. And the most controversial thing she's ever done is stick around, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, I know this is like impeachment levels of secrecy, but can you tell me anything about you as special guest on the tour? And I can say that you got to you got to get a ticket and come find out. Bob the Drag Queen, tickets are now like $3,000 on resale. And yeah, I, yeah, you had to buy them as soon as we announced the show. I know. Uh, I had to join the VIP group. You know what I did for uh, Lizzo's tour is I just went, I just found a small town and I flew to, I flew to Indianapolis. It was not a small town, but like I couldn't go see her in LA yes. or Atlanta or New Absolutely. York. So I just flew to Indianapolis and the tickets were, were pretty inexpensive there. It was cheaper for me to buy up the plane ticket get a hotel and watch it in Indianapolis and it would have been just to drive down the street in LA this year. Well, I guess I'm seeing you in Indianapolis then. I'll see you there. Are we in Indianapolis? I'm trying to see if I'm in Indianapolis. If 
I were to go for like this a this is me struggling to try to spell Indianapolis, which is uh, <laughs> low key hilarious. <laughs> no, and I don't, I don't know, that, I don't know that we're doing Indianapolis. Okay, I'll ditch the kids. I'll find a small market and I'll, I'll hit you up. Put me on the list. I'll be there. Are you a single mom? No. Okay, I am in. today. Put, my husband is away on a golf trip. Fuck that. Well, put so that man to work and make him watch those damn kids so you can go enjoy okay, yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's absolutely true. Okay, before I let you go, I want to play a game called Bob the Drag Queen Names Drag Queens. Bob the Drag Queen Names Drag Queens. Okay, work. Because you have my favorite drag name. Oh, really? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Iconic, legendary, all of it. So oh, I would you. like for you to bestow a drag name on a few celebrities. And this is just like first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Okie dokie. Okay. Meghan Markle. Um, I'm going to call her um, uh, Shanita Crown. Oh, ha, 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 Okay, Prince Harry. Um, I'm gonna call him a, a, a Grima, Grima Reaper. Oh my God, uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna call Ben Affleck. Um, you know, this is not a great drag name. But okay. I'm just gonna call him J Lo's ex. I just feel like J Lo's ex is a great <gasps> drag name. What does it say? J Lo's ex. J Lo's ex. J Lo's ex. J Lo's ex. Do you anticipate Ben Affleck being J Lo's ex one day? You know, who knows? Maybe they'll do a reboot of Tu Wong Fu and they'll cast Ben Affleck. Oh, I'm watching that. Sean Mendez. Hey, I have to Google Sean Mendez. I know Come his on. name. I Come know on. the name Sean Mendez. Well, he's Canadian, so of course yes. you know him. I, do, I cannot tell when I tell you I cannot tell you anything about Sean Mendez. I if Sean Mendez was in this if Sean Mendez knocked on my door as housekeeping, I would not know who he was. And by the way, Sean Mendez is doing perfectly fine without my support. He seems to be doing well. So I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna name him Sarah Plain and Tall. <laughs> Sarah Plain and Tall. Oh my god, your Google history today, just on this phone call alone. We got Indianapolis, we've got Sean Mendez, we got Yeah, Pigeon I just don't Perth. know how Sean Mendez would ever like he's twenty four years old. He's a Canadian. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, I, no. I don't listen to it. He's a music he's a musician. Yeah, no. He's a musician. I knew he's a musician. Yes. I just don't know anything about Sean Mendez. Well, I think he would thrive in drag and he would be drop dead gorgeous. Well, you know, sometimes handsome men don't always make beautiful drag queens. Is that, that true? That is a common misconception. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I think a lot of things that make them that make a man handsome, like a strong jawline and a heavy right. brow doesn't always work in drag. Interesting. Uh, okay, you're definitely not going to know who this is. Tom Sandoval. I know the name. He's Googling. Tom. Googling. Sandoval. He was the cause of Scandoval, the Vanderpump Rules drama, the affair. Uh, He's got a little mustache. He cheated on his partner of nine years. Oh, well, then, then his drag name is, is uh, Cheetah, Cheetah Rivera. There's already a Cheetah Rivera, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Cheetah, Cheetah Rivera's in the building. Last but not least, let's give Piers Morgan a drag name. Ugh, Piers Morgan. <sighs> Piers Morgan is, an, is just an exhausting person. Can I just say Absolutely. that in general? Exhausting. And if we get sick of seeing Piers Morgan, he must get sick of being Piers Morgan. He must be, <laughs> he must be like, I, he must wake up and be like, not, nah, and look down. <laughs> And see himself and go, not again. I woke up as Pierce Morgan again. You know what I mean? He's I such hope. a cunt. 
He's such a contrarian and such yeah. a just and, and I've been accused of being a contrarian, but nothing like what Piers Morgan has uh the level of contrarianism um mm. that Piers Morgan is. So his name is gonna be Contrarian. Uh, I was just gonna say you're really emphasizing the cunt in contrarian. So that's, that's All his right. name. And you know what? Can I just throw this now that we know each other intimately? Me, mm-hmm. Jesse Crookshank. What is my drag name, Bob? I think we're going to give you. Um, um, I know that you're you're a comedian. You are a millennial mom. Mm. You from Canada? From Canada, or for Magin. sure you're for you're for sure from Canada. You have the red hair. Yeah, or I for do. Sh- my Canadian accent is really horrible. Um, for Nova Scotia, it's not bad. Oh, okay. Okay. Your, oh my God, is your drag name Nova? Is your drag <gasps> name Nova? Nova Scotia? Yes. Nova Scotia. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Nova Scotia. I think it's Nova Scotia for sure. Nova Scotia for sure. I love it. Oh my God, would I ever embody Nova Scotia? The spirit of Nova Scotia is within me. Ooh. Oh, honey, when Miss Nova Scotia comes to oh, the stage, please. you hoes can't take it, honey. You hoes can't take it. Uh, and that's how you play Bob the Drag Queen Names Drag Queens. Bob the Drag Queen Names Drag Queens. Honey, Nova Scotia for sure is coming to get your loonies and your toonies ready because Nova Scotia is ready to make Throw it rain, honey. Up here, Nova Scotia for sure with Bob the Drag Queen. See uh, Bob on tour with Madonna somewhere in the middle of the country if you can. Watch his stand-up special on Patreon. Uh, find him on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Listen to Sibling Rivalry wherever you get your podcasts. And watch We're Here, all three seasons are on max bob is there literally anywhere we cannot find you um at church (laughs) you will not find me at church (laughs) and with that i just want to say good luck with the tour if i ever see you in real life i hope perhaps you would take nova scotia for sure under your wing as a drag daughter you know your level of commitment will dictate whether or not i can take you on as a daughter Thank you so much. I assure you, I am committed. And usually we say goodbye on this show, but is there a drag slang for bye or see you later? No, we, we just say goodbye. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, Nova Scotia for sure is trying to commit, okay? I'm I trying to get that. in there. All right, here's just a basic Canadian goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bob the Drag Queen. Kind of dragging me a little bit there. Doesn't believe that Nova Scotia for sure could be a legitimate drag artist, but I do. I feel like she could work. She might have a niche market, okay? She might be performing at the Royal Canadian Legion in Truro on a Tuesday night, but wow. she'll commit. That's for darn sure. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. And listen, when Madonna reschedules her tour, Bob will be there and I will be flying to Indianapolis or more likely having FOMO watching other people at her tour on Instagram. Thank you, Bob. After the break, a voicemail prompts me to tell a story, maybe my favorite story ever that I've never told before about Drake. Next. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite 
of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And do you know how hard it was for me to not answer your voicemails last week? I just had to listen to them like it was 1997, like regular old voicemails that come into a little machine on your kitchen counter, not the interactive kind like I like to do here. So if we could, let's check my voicemail. Check, check, check your voicemail. Hey, Tessie. It's Mundry Gunsel here, originally from Calgary, Alberta. I was sitting at a restaurant in Vancouver and Travis Barker walked in on Monday and I just felt like the only person who would genuinely be excited by this is you. I'm just wondering who's the most famous person you saw in a restaurant. FYI, we didn't say hello. Uh, He had some really big security guards and I wanted him to enjoy his burger. Bye. Yes. Okay. Thank you for your message. First of all, I love that you saw Travis Barker in a restaurant and thought to call me. (laughs) We really know each other here, phonies. I am touched. I am honored because, yes, I am genuinely excited about this. And it's a good thing you did not say hello because you could have been slapped in the face by his security guard, Brittany style. Did you see that, Jason? Yes. Just a full slap. Poor Brittany. And her her book novel cover came out. We digress. But did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's just like it's an old picture. She looks great. It's an old picture. And like it just looks really simple. Is it an old picture or did she go to your Photoshop guy on Spadina <laughs> and get, yeah, a, get a little good light and a tweak? You know what I mean? But it looks like a like 2004 photo I've seen before. Uh, got it. Okay. Well, yeah. you know and what? And like the woman in me, it was so like, this, this, which is the title of it. It's true. Um, we pitched ours, better titles yours on were our better, yeah. episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But we digress. This is a great in the wild sighting. 
And by the way, that is what I call a celebrity sighting that is not at a place where they're expected to be. So I've met, you know, Tom Cruise, Kim Kardashian, J-Lo, but these were all at events or premieres or press junkets where they had to be there. That's not nearly as exciting as seeing Travis Barker at a restaurant or, for me, Niall Horan in a Michael's craft shop. Remember that? Yeah, Uh yeah, good one. Thank you. See, this is what I think. I, I think the ultimate celebrity in the wild sightings combine two factors, who and where. And then you have to factor in, are they with security or without? So Niall Horan in a craft shop, no security is like... I'm giving that, for me, it's an 8 out of 10. Travis Barker in a restaurant with security is a 7 out of 10. Travis Barker in a craft shop, no security, that's a 9. Harry Styles in a craft shop, no security, that is a 10. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Yeah. That's, that, did, you did you follow my math? It's yeah. like, how famous is this person, and where did you see them, and what was your access to them as far as In the Wild sightings go? What is your best In the Wild sighting, Jace? Good question. Um... You have so many. Jason texts me In the Wild pictures every morning. I see Shawn Mendes all the time. Yeah. So it's sort of more the excitement's worn off. I didn't want to like say to that brag. I protected you by saying oh. you texted me pictures of people, but if I could rephrase that, Jason <laughs> texts me pictures of Sean Mendez every morning. Okay. So that's getting boring for you. I feel like there was someone great recently. The Oppenheim twins. Yeah. Oh, you know who I saw? Oh, this um couple days ago, who? I saw Cynthia Nixon at <gasps> uh, on a hike. No. Yeah. That's a great combined factor. Who is she with? Uh, like three guys were kind of like helping her up the hill. <laughs> like and she didn't seem like she wanted to be there. I'm very into and just like that right now. So it was Me perfect timing. Me too. I've started watching and just like that. I'm, I'm still on season one, but like very into Cynthia Nixon. That's a great in the wild sighting because she is hot. Same as Travis Barker is hot. It's like seeing a star at their peak in the wild adds to the equation. I'll have mm-hmm. to redo my math after this. I'm really doubling down here, but I'm Send you a photo right now. Oh my God, stop it. Of Cynthia Nixon on the hike? Yeah. Oh. And the men helping my her. My God. It's not like a great photo, but you can, you can kind you of imagine the. Ah! Ah, ah, ah. This is a photo of Cynthia Nixon. She is so far away. She's a tiny speck in like a cute little hat, but I can even tell from the body language that that is Miranda Hobbs on a hike. Right? <laughs> it's Miranda Hobbs. She's it's a casual hike. She's not trying to work out. She's wearing like a button down. Oh, this is everything. Uh, what were your intentions for this picture? Were, did you know you were gonna send it to me? Like, or did you just want to document it? I just was sort of like caught very caught off guard at all. You know, when that all those things happen, it happened so fast. It happened so fast. But I just was like, it all happened so fast that I just like took a photo because I was like, this is like weird. Yeah, no, no, my God. That's the instinct. You either go up to the person or you creepily take a picture of them. Those are the only two things you can do. This classy caller did not go up to Travis Barker, so and we applaud her for that. But her question for me is, who is the most famous person I've seen at a restaurant? So last week, I think I told you this, Jason, I sat next to James Marsden at Pache. That's our spot. Uh, James Marsden was there. He was so jarringly handsome in real life. It inspired me to go home and watch Jury Duty starring James Marsden, which I highly recommend. In true elder millennial mom fashion, I am recommending a show three months after it was hot (laughs) because that's when I could get to it. But 
Best Celebrity in the Wild Restaurant Edition. Okay. This happened in 2016. It was just after Drake's Views came out, the album where he's sitting on the CN Tower. It's peak Drake, okay? Drake is like the mayor of Toronto culture in that time. So I was shooting a show in Toronto and Evan came out to visit me from LA for a weekend. And when he like left all of his friends at work, they were like, you're going to Toronto? Say hi to Drake for us. Uh, Take a picture with Drake. And I remember walking to dinner with Evan that night and he was like, people are so dumb. They actually think Drake is just like out greeting people at the Toronto airport or like walking the streets or just like eating in the restaurants. He's like, Americans are so stupid. And we had a good laugh. And then we walked into one of my favorite restaurants at the time which is Lee on King Street. Are you familiar, Jason? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, classic. They make that salad that I like have sexual fantasies about. So we're sitting at Lee. We're like in a two-person table and then there's a corner table right next to us. And suddenly these giant security guards come in and ask the two people seated at the table next to us to leave. And Evan and I are like, did they do something? Like, what is happening? They're talking, they're talking. Finally, these people leave. They are relocated to a table across the restaurant. And moments later, in walks Drake, motherfucking Drake, and sits down at the table right next to us. Not only sits down at the table next to us, sees me and goes like, oh shit, what's up, Jesse? How you doing? I haven't seen you since you were on MTV. I know. And Evan is looking at me like, what is actually happening here? What? So first of all, Drake is just at the restaurant in Toronto. And also he knows you like it was the most ridiculous thing. And, and I do want to say the thing that shocked me the most is that Drake was sitting at the restaurant with a girl, a perfectly lovely young lady who was wearing gladiator flats and a wrap sweater. This was 2016, but that is what shocked me the most. On my group chain to my girlfriends that night, all I could say was like, Drake is eating next to me with a girl wearing gladiator flats and a wrap sweater. So that is officially my best uh, celebrity in the wild restaurant sighting. That's a good one. Have I ever told you that? No, that's a really good one. It's a good one. Oh, I will say this too, Jason, if you were there... The table on the other side of us tried, like, instinctively, as you did upon seeing (laughs) Cynthia Nixon Uh on a hike, (laughs) took out their phone. And, like, half the phone was halfway out of the girl's bag as she takes it out. And security comes and grabs it. And the girl said, you can't take my phone. And they were like, yes, we can. And she's like, I wasn't going to take a picture. And security was like, well, we're we're holding the phone until you leave. They took someone's phone who was dining at the restaurant. And she was 100% trying to take a picture, though. Oh, 100% assume, right? trying to take yeah. What are yeah. you going to do? Take a picture of your Singapore slot? No, not when Drake is sitting next Stop. to you. Exactly. Absolutely not. If it was Jason, he would have taken it from across the restaurant from the back. Right. <laughs> That's your signature move. Oh, keep your voicemails coming. That was such a good one. Uh, 323-448-0068. And Jason, that's our show. A triumphant return to the medium, if I do say so (laughs) myself. Thank you to Bob the Drag Queen. We can't wait to see you on tour with Madonna whenever that happens in whatever small market we can afford. Thank you, Jason. And I think we have no choice but to end 
with the vocal stylings of non-misogynist pig, Ryan Gosling. Cue I'm just Ken. Is this the right choice? It's great. Right. Perfect choice. It's the perfect choice. It's it's how I want to end the episode. Um, I also want to say it's my birthday in three days. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be a more elder millennial when we talk next Thursday. And frankly, I can't wait. Let's never be apart again. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, Jace. Happy birthday. Thank you. Say it with me. Men Men are pigs. Pigs. Phone a friend was created by our mommy, Jessie Crookson. The executive producers are Jessie Crookson and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Sound Clash. Phone a Friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids! Crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.